everyone. Welcome back to the Grit to Growth podcast with me, your host, Steph Corbell. I'm stoked to be back with you this Friday as I am each and every week with a brand new episode designed to help you tap into and develop your inner resilience. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you haven't yet, please consider hitting that subscribe button so that you don't miss out on any of my future episodes. Today, I'm going to be exploring a phrase that I've been hearing a lot of recently, and it's one that, frankly, I think reflects an unhealthy mindset. And then I'm also going to take a look at how we can rephrase this idea to our benefit and hopefully grow as a result. Now, I'm recording this the week after Thanksgiving, and yes, as we all know, we're headed into the holiday season. And as most of you know, who tune in every single week, thanks to you regular listeners, I work full-time as a tattoo artist, and I own a tattoo studio in Southern California. Part of what makes me really good at my job, besides obviously giving a solid tattoo, is the fact that I'm very good with small talk, and I'm really great at getting people to open up during their appointment times. You know, that helps them feel at ease through the whole tattoo process. And because it's December now, I almost always ask, hey, do you celebrate the holidays? And if so, do you have any plans? Inevitably, I would say a vast majority of the time, I hear things in response to that question like, oh, I have to go see my in-laws, or oh, I have to go attend this family party, or oh, I have to go buy this thing for my kids, you know, this kind of stuff with this really sad and depressing level of resignation to it. Now, that might sound innocuous on the surface, but to me, it's not. And it's reflective of a mindset that I feel is ultimately unhealthy for us. Here's an uncomfortable truth. And yeah, I know I talk about uncomfortable truths a lot in this podcast. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Now, it might feel like you have to at times, but nope, you don't. Seriously, unless someone is physically forcing you to do something against your will, you don't have to do a damn thing. Let's say it again for the people in the back. You don't have to do anything. And anything you do, you are choosing to do it. This is reflective of what I call the have to syndrome. Now, you may feel like you have to do things, but honestly, a lot of the time you're choosing to subconsciously. You may be making the choice out of fear, you might be making that choice out of guilt, or you may be making the choice out of perceived obligation. Additionally, maybe you're making the choice out of love and loyalty, but it's important to know the difference and that when it comes down to it, everything you do is ultimately your choice. I feel like there's this certain ethos in contemporary society right now that strips us of that choice. Like... We're unable to control our emotions, or we can't control what people do to us, so that makes us a victim. By saying and repeating over and over again that I have to do something, that's putting yourself subconsciously in the seat of victimhood. Yeah, I know that sounds harsh, but honestly, this is meant to be blunt. The more you repeat something over and over to yourself, the more apt you are to really start believing that thing, and then you're going to end up ultimately manifesting it in its reality. Let's take a look now at some examples of this mentality and how it can hurt us. Okay, I've been sucked into this trap, I will admit that. Before I was able to work full-time as a tattoo artist and own multiple businesses, I worked as a college professor, and I always felt like it was something that I had to do. 
And yeah, I was definitely pushed into it by my family and my ex-husband. It was a career that was more a projection of what they really wanted for me rather than something that I wanted. And frankly, I always felt like a fish out of water in the academic environment. It's just not my thing. Anyhow, I would tell people all the time when it came to my career, well, you know, there's lots of other things I would like to do, you know, like own a business, but I have to teach in order to make a living. Now, when I sit back and I look back on this, I think, how disempowering is that statement? What if I had gone in some other direction? Had I quit my job and pursued other avenues early on in my life? When I knew academia wasn't for me, would there have been repercussions? Oh, definitely. Financially, it would have been really rough for me. I probably would have had to stick it out in retail jobs for a lot longer than I did or play in some horrible cover bands and CD bars and all the other crazy odd jobs I I did at one point in time. But emotionally and psychologically, that would have been the hardest part for me. I would have definitely alienated my family early on. I would have alienated my ex early on. And in fact, when I ultimately started tattooing, and I finally told my mother about it, I was in my early 30s, and my mom quit talking to me for a few months because she said she could never approve of this, you know, immoral lifestyle I was choosing to lead. Understandably, in reality, that that definitely hurt. And we all want to avoid feeling hurt, which is why I put off having that conversation for so long. But getting hurt, it's part of life, and that's inevitable from time to time. And it's time we all stop trying to pad the fall for every single possible thing that we do. Again, there's nothing more disempowering than taking away your own agency and then trying to make everything perfectly safe so that nothing ever hurts you again. So here's another example, and this one pertains to the lovely holiday season and this whole, oh, I have to go see my family and this or that thing that I hear all the time. No, I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have to. Nope. You can choose to, and that can be for good reason, out of love, loyalty, a sense of family obligation, or it could be subconsciously out of guilt or fear. Either way, saying that you have to do this, it takes away your agency and your choice. It paints you as a victim of circumstance, particularly if you come from a dysfunctional environment. And frankly, if you're a survivor of that, thinking of yourself as a victim is the last thing that you need to do. I'm telling you now, you don't have to go. You will, however, if you don't go, experience repercussions, and you have to remember that you can't control other people's reactions to you but you can control your reactions to them. I remember telling a close friend of mine a few weeks ago who was having a conflict with another friend of hers that it takes two people to have a fight. You don't have to engage with her. And it's the same with family that don't support your choices. They can choose to be angry with you or outrage at you for what you've chosen to do or for going against tradition, but you can choose to not react to them. Now, how about that for flipping the script? And yeah, I know I probably sound pretty passionate about all this, but hey, I've, I've lived in on both sides of the fence, and I can tell you from experience that the empowered side is where you want to end up, not just retelling the same old victim script over and over and over again to yourself every single year. So what can you do instead in your self-talk when it comes to this whole, I have to do this kind of thing? Here are my tactics. Go ahead, get out a pen and paper and try this written exercise. You can pause this right now. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, 
So write down the thing it is that you feel like you have to do. We'll go back to the examples I talked about earlier. It can be, I have to go to this job that I freaking hate. It can be, ugh, I have to go to this Christmas dinner with family that constantly talks down to me. Put that statement in the column, the thing that you feel like you have to do. Now, make another column next to that, and you're going to title this column, Why? Why do you feel like you have to do this particular thing? And remember, this is a feeling, a feeling that steers you in the direction of a choice that you and you alone are making. It's simply a feeling. Now, with the job example, the why could be, well, yeah, if I don't go, I can't pay my bills. And yeah, that's valid. Just saying, hang with me here. Um, With the family example, the why could be, well, I've gone every other year before and would break my mother's heart if I didn't go this time. Now, write a third column next to that. And with this column, you're going to title it, what's the worst thing that can happen? And now I want you to go there and take everything and disasterize to the absolute worst possible end. With the job example, you're homeless, you're out on the streets, and you're destitute. With the family example, everyone hates you and no one ever talks to you again. After that, sit down and think about that worst case scenario. Seriously, how likely is it that that will happen? Now, think about what action you might be able to take instead. With the job scenario, okay, let's say you quit and you have no income. But instead of maybe saying, screw it immediately, here's my two weeks, maybe you set up a plan for yourself with a timeline in which you transition out of the said job into something else, like taking baby steps. Hey, with tattooing, it took me more than 11 years to transition out of teaching full-time into only tattooing full-time. 11 years. Yeah, let that sink in. Things take time. With the family example, okay, maybe people are mad at you for a while, but what can you do instead? You can choose to be non-reactive. If you want to show love or loyalty in a different way other than attending some dismal family function, show love in other ways. Write letters, visit at a different time, help out at a time that's less contentious, anything like that. Do you see where I'm going with this? We're moving from being disempowered to seeing that we have a choice. Let's change our language. Instead of saying that I have to go to this job that I hate today, you can say, I'm choosing to work today because I'm setting myself up for something better in my future. And I have a plan in place that's going to make that happen. With the family situation, hey, maybe you do end up going to the holiday event and tell yourself instead, I'm choosing to attend because I have a sense of loyalty to these people and I'm choosing to be positive and non-reactive today no matter what's thrown at me. If there's some political arguing or discussion, which, hey, we know there's a lot of that these days, you can say, I'm choosing to not respond to this and leave the room. And if someone gets mad, hey, let them. That's their problem. You can say, I'm not going to react to that. In conclusion, what you tell yourself matters. What you repeat to yourself over and over again, you begin to believe. And due to the wonderful powers of neuroplasticity, Those sayings will literally start wearing grooves in your brain. Instead of telling yourself, I'm a victim and I have no choice, tell yourself instead, I'm choosing to do this and there's a reason why. Choose always to empower yourself. 
Did you like this episode? Any good takeaways from it? Hit me up over on my website at grittogrowth.com and send me a message through the contact page. Or give me a follow on Instagram at Steph Corbell. That's C-O-R-B-E-L-L. If you like what you heard today, or maybe you think one of your friends might benefit a bit from this tough love episode, please consider sharing it on your social media or even giving this a rating on Apple Podcasts to help boost my visibility in the algorithm. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, remember that you're more resilient than you realize and you're stronger than you know. 